When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Kiss Army. Tom and Zeus back with another episode of Shout It Out Loudcast, episode 27. We're calling this one Greatest Kiss. Tom, welcome back. Oh, it's good to be back reunited. It's been two weeks since we've seen each other, although our listeners wouldn't know the difference because we're so dedicated. We recorded an emergency episode for last week. <laughs> We doubled up. That's right. Yep. 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 No. Back. And uh, but we haven't been together to discuss kiss topics specifically, a news at least yep. for a couple of weeks. So we got a lot to catch up on. Yeah, we got some feedback to talk about. We got some news to talk about. Yeah, a couple different. By the way, things. how is how the hell was your vacation? Oh, it was terrific. It's actually funny. I segue some of that into a, a brief kiss topic for a second. So. Vacation was wonderful. Weather was perfect. It was great. Um, I attended a concert on my vacation. I know, I, but but I ha- but I, I have a point to the story here. I, I'm I, listening. I posted something on my Twitter about this, so I went to see Shine Down, newer band, um, and I posted something on my Twitter because at the uh, merch booth for the concert shirts, Shine Down did something pretty unique that I, as soon as I saw it, I'm like, this is something that Kiss should do. Shinedown didn't just sell shirts with their band name or the album cover. They had shirts that were specific to song titles. So, for example, there's a song called Monster. They had an album cover that was really cool with graphics. They have another song called uh, The Sound of Madness. So they have graphics that are kind of related to that. So I'm looking at them like this would be something awesome that Kiss could do if they put a, you know, like a Detroit Rock City shirt with like a, you know, a fucking yeah, car like crash or Boston something. Rock City. Remember that? Yep, that was right. That was something I, I just thought it was something unique instead of just having like shine down. Like it was just it was you know what I mean? Like the art the artwork was like based on a song title. So I, I thought yeah. that was, I thought I thought it was cool. So what I'm thinking then, if you're saying that, so a shirt that says read my body <laughs> and it's the input of the uh crazy nights 
where Paul has got his fucking fucking thong hanging out. <laughs> Is that it? Paul and his thong, blue thong. Uh, why do I know the color? Yeah, exactly. Uh, blue thong hanging out. Right. And, and then on my body. Right. And then on the back of the shirt, it could have a book and it could say, get to the good stuff. And then the bookmark could be like his dick. <laughs> Oh, now we got to this is a whole episode in and of itself. I mean, the hey, shit they could come up with. Burn, hey, is, bitch, burn. Show a bunch of ladies in a fire. What are you show, doing? We'll show like the Salem witch trials. Burn, bitch, burn. Something crazy like that. Holy shit. With the kiss titles. Oh, that's, my God. That's what I'm saying. It'd be great. Oh, what, what would flaming youth be? <laughs> Flaming youth. Um, Oh man! So moving on. (laughs) What do you? What do you? uh, You you wanted to make mention of something that came up. Yeah. So just 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 uh, some. uh, uh, We'll talk about our wonderful episode we had a couple weeks ago with our buddy Ed from Click Tea Shop. Yeah. Yeah. So um, that was excellent. We keep uh, tweeting and retweeting all the stuff from Ed. Um, and we wanted to congratulate. We did a congratulations on our social media, but we wanted to congratulate um, fan favorite uh, Todd Herrig. He was the winner of the Click T Shop Shout It Out Loudcast contest, which was awesome. Thank you, Ed, and thank you, Todd. That was pretty cool. Um, Tom, and also, by the way, Tom gives yeah. me shit every time. Did you shut your ringer off? Turn your phone off? And I always say yes, and I just didn't. So I apologize for that. Oh. You're fired. You're fired. So uh, so speaking of Click Tea Shop, so by the time you guys listen to this episode on Saturday, Ed and his shop will have dropped all the new Eric Carr designs that we've been tweeting and retweeting about. Um, he got into a, um, a licensing agreement, so now he's got some amazing Eric Carr stuff. One of the shirts is um, like artwork of Eric Carr himself. Another one is of like uh, the Fox logo. Um so those are going to be again when by the time you hear this episode on Saturday the 13th um those will be available on clickteashop.com um so really cool stuff um especially if you're an Eric Carr fan so check that out um yeah so no it does a great it does a great job yeah i'll be honest i love that little that fox belt one i yep. think that looks awesome yep and awesome speak- and, and and speaking of Ed and speaking of our T-shirt designs, maybe Ed wants to come up with a read my body design after listening to this episode. <laughs> Probably read not. My body. Oh, uh, bang bang you. Oh, we're sure. gonna we're gonna we're gonna interrupt this episode with stupid shit. My mind's gonna. I gotta stay focused. I'll but, I'll be all over the place. But see, you're making my point. See, look at the alter. Look look at the possibilities. Over two hundred songs. It could be have like a million different T-shirts. But all right, that's right. Uh, so again, we didn't we 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 weren't around to record last week, so we haven't had a chance to talk about feedback, right, Zeus? Feedback from yeah, the last yeah. two episodes. I'll go right ahead. Yeah. So the first episode was our Fourth of July barbecue episode <laughs> with our buddy Murph, <laughs> cult fl- cult favorite Murph. Oh, Murph. Go ahead. <laughs> Zeus is making that sound because no, just that fucking shandy song. <laughs> It's just, and you know, the worst part about it is I feel like, and maybe I'm wrong, 95% of you KISS fans out there are like right with me. The 5% of you motherfuckers that go on and encourage his ass with this shandy shit drive me nuts. 
nuts. Shandy sucks. It does not suck. It's just not a good cookout song. I, I do not want to be at a barbecue where that song's playing, so I'll just tell you that. I don't want to be anywhere where that song is playing. <laughs> you listen to Shandy, not me. <laughs> Thank you. Go ahead, buddy. What, yeah, what but, else? But no, that was that was a fun one. And then we got tons of excellent feedback. And again, we want to thank everybody out there for interacting with us. Tons of great feedback about the trio episode. Zeus has a message for the Kiss Army right now. <laughs> Zeus is a public, I'm, I'm going to get the shit. I'm going to get the He's a public this service is the thing I said to him. Stop fucking calling it a trio. He's like, oh, just call it a trio. It's not a fucking trio. They're not going to get it. No, no, no. It's a trio. I said, why don't we do the best three songs in a row? Because what really stood out for me was the opening of Destroyer, where you go Detroit Rock City, King of the Nighttime World, and also uh, God of Thunder. And then I try to see other albums. So I said, let's come up with a top 10 list for that. Great. Here's an idea. Wonderful. So Tom goes, okay, let's do the poll. Let's do top. I love it. Well, hold the trio. Hold wait, 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 now like, you're blaming me. Fucker. I'm like, I'm telling you, don't dumb it down. And he doesn't want to listen to me. I, and I don't mean to insult you KISS fans out there because God bless you. I love you, all our listeners. But I, even I wouldn't get it sometimes. I'm like, dumb it fucking down. Spell it out. He goes, no, nah, no, nah, it's too long. Tell them. Three songs in a row from a different album. I would see, yeah, I love fucking Cold Chin, Shock Me, and uh, War Machine. Motherfucker. <laughs> okay, wait. Hold on. I'd be like, I was like literally about to snap, have one of those fucking uh, online viral videos of a guy snapping. Who like, like the, the fucking little bagel boys? <laughs> I was just gonna say that poor fucking bagel guy. <laughs> the, the little Napoleon fucking complex. <laughs> They're fucking flipping out. I was gonna have one of those meltdowns. I'm like, and then every time I'm like, dude, put a new poll. They're not okay. getting it. All right. And then what happened? Okay. He's like, okay, we put the new poll. And God bless you, whoever it was. I don't know who it was. I forget. But the first fucking one <laughs> after we reworded it. To say three songs on a row from any specific album. Boom! It's the same thing. I love fucking uh, Love Them, Leave Them, and uh, uh, Shock Me and friggin' uh, Kissing Time. I'm like, what the fuck, dude? So here's here's a couple things to say. First of all, everybody out there, Zeus thinks you're all stupid. Because he said. Because you said Dumb it down. And I said, no, our listeners are smarter than that. And then guess what? Some of you let us down because I will give you a break. I understand that saying trio. Actually, one thing I learned is that there's a lot of people out there on social media who follow us and interact with us and don't listen to the goddamn show. (laughs) Okay, so so that's that's fine. Uh, That's fine. We love our followers. That's fine. So I, you're right. Zeus is right. I did say trio. A lot of people didn't get it. So like Zeus said, they fucking rolling off songs from three different albums. So then I <laughs> then I reposted the, the poll and said for trio means three songs on a particular album. Th- I'm sorry, three songs in a row on a particular album. Oh, I like the lo- first response. Oh, I like Love Gun, Hooligan and Almost Human. The fuck those aren't in a row. <laughs> Oh, anyways, we love Kiss fans. We love it. We love we love you. But it was funny. 
Anyways, I'm only speaking for myself when I say dumb it down because I know I wouldn't have gotten it either. Oh, so I'm back, not backtracking now. No, I'm just saying. I know, like, if I saw that online, oh, yeah, I like this. And then someone would be like, hey, shithead, it's fucking this. Oh. Actually, actually, it's funny that you say that because there was some guy who named three songs off of one album, but they weren't in a row. So I didn't say anything. I just let it sit there. Another Twitter follower corrected him. He's like, hey, buddy, those songs <laughs> aren't in a row. <laughs> no, he didn't say, hey, buddy. Yeah, he said, hey, fucko. <laughs> This fucko moment was brought to you Ex- by our Twitter poll. Ex- hey, fucko, you got the fucking poll wrong. Oh, man. Uh, but anyways, all, all, all jokes aside about the poll, the, the interaction was great. That that's a I give Zeus credit for coming up with that topic because we try to come up with creative topics that are going to encourage interaction. You know, we want listener interaction. That was a good one. Yeah, uh, I, I, and I love it. And I'm glad that DRC, King of the Nighttime World, and... Um, Looked like that won the poll in God of Thunder. It did. Yeah, it did. It wasn't even close. It wasn't even yeah. close. So, yeah, no, it was good. Good now. Feed- good feedback, as always. We've been away for a bit. There have been a lot of KISS news. Not so much like somebody broke their leg. We were worried about somebody dying in a plane crash. But there have been a lot of news articles, interviews yep. that have been published. Yeah. Do you want to go first? Go ahead. You, no, you can go. I just I just did all the talking about feedback. Why don't you kick off news for a change? All right. So go ahead. Um, you know, Blabbermouth has got some, uh, you know, they post uh, interviews from uh, a couple different places that, you know, Gene um, had interviewed with. For one is the the North Echo, where Gene was talking about the legacy of Kiss. And he says his legacy, well, Kiss's legacy is that we raised the stakes, the stakes, excuse me, um, you know. You don't have to breathe fire. You don't have to do this and that, but give them something. Act, you know, perform. Yeah. Do do something more than being jeans and play an acoustic guitar standing still. Um, I like that. Um, I mean, it is accurate. He, They did up the game for people to do uh, live shows. Um, the other part of that interview I found interesting was he stated what I've been telling you that I think they're going to do afterwards. He said that Kiss may continue with Vegas shows, movies, cartoons, lots of stuffs, blah, 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 Kiss without us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No one cares about Kiss without you live. But I told you they're going to do Vegas, just like Aerosmith and other bands are doing. They're going to go back and do Vegas. That's what my opinion is. Yeah, and the Vegas thing, that's totally fine. I don't have a problem with that, although I don't – I still don't believe it's going to happen. I still don't believe it. Okay, that's fine. Um, that's one article I read. Yep. Um, Blabbermouth had another one with, uh, I think it was the Evening Standard. Okay. Uh, about then the same old Ace and Peter can get involved if they'd like. Oh, yeah, that's- They're not reliable enough to be permanent fixtures on the trek. Yep, they're important, that. but they're completely undependable. Yeah. 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 And he talks about Tommy being there for like 15, 18 years. Eric, 25 years. They're reliable and they gave him life. We've been talking about that. Yes, we, we have- think that they've been allowing Kiss to continue. Oh, the new blood and the consistency yeah. and the professionalism that they brought on. Yep. 
Yeah. Do oh, yeah. uh, you have anything else? Yeah. So before we get to the big Gene Simmons interview information, we kind of piggyback on what Zeus just said. There was another article um, on a website called loudersound.com. And uh, typical Gene Simmons right here. <laughs> Headline, Gene Simmons defends $1,000 ticket price. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so he's talking about VIP packages that were. Yeah, you know, I think he had that interview with the Financial Times, but go ahead. OK, uh, yes, that, that might have been. The, that's where you may have seen the thing, yeah. but the interviews with Financial would, Times. That's correct. Yep. Yep. As much so, as we can, we like to credit these companies. And if yeah. we don't, it's because it's a, a mistake on our part and we apologize. But no, you're ahead. right. It was Financial Times and I saw the article on LouderSound.com. Yeah, yeah. So he talks about the, um, you know, taking a beating probably from Stewart about the VIP packages mm-hmm. and he, 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 typical gene. You got to love the language he chooses. He says, quote, unless you're willing to live in your mother's basement. <laughs> <laughs> and have a job and do music as a hobby, which is wonderful. Being in a touring band is big business. You'll see a show out there that it is, that is as good or better than anything else. If you've got one guy with an acoustic acoustic guitar, you can charge less. We got 60 people on the crew, 20 trucks, who knows how many buses, a jet. Um, so, you know, of course, he can't just he can't just explain himself without shitting on the acoustic guitar guy who lives in his mother's basement. <laughs> but does it have to be one extreme or the other? Why is it either what Kiss does? Or a fucking guy living in his basement. Well, first of all, I totally think that, and I've mentioned this before, I don't think VIP tickets are $1,000 so that they can pay for the roadies and the bus drivers. I think they're $1,000 because if they were anything less, it would, they'd spend six hours doing VIP packages. I think yeah. they price them so high to make them a, a unique um, and limited experience, right? Plus, again, look, if you add up all that money... And throughout the tour, isn't it make it worth their while to continue touring? I mean, obviously, ticket yeah. prices and sales are going to help, but that makes the extra bonus where they don't really care about the prices because they're right. actually getting the extra bonus stuff, like right. the uh, VIPs and stuff. Right. So. And, and correct me if I'm wrong. I've never we've never done a VIP, but don't they aren't they like right before they go on stage? Kind of. I'm not even Is, sure anymore. Okay, because I never heard, got it. Okay, because again, say the VIP was 250 bucks. You'd have you'd have all ten thousand people in the arena in line waiting to get a VIP picture, you know. So you you yeah. have to you have to make it a unique experience. So yeah, no, I understand. And you know, Paul also talked in that article. Did you see that part? I don't. Paul think I was did. also said to have stated about money. Remember, as talented as you may be, as making money, there's probably someone just as talented taking it from you. Yeah. So he he he, you know. And they also said. The difference in being an idealist and a realist is age. Oh, jeez. Paul, How's my with Paul voice. My Paul voice. That's a better. good. That's a good Paul voice. Him and it, his- it just goes on about these Paul. Like he needs to do the Taoism of Paul Stanley. Always, right? Yeah. It, yeah. It, every, everything he thinks he's. Oh, he's so so enlightened. Yeah. I mean, that North American tour did make them good money. Good for them. And the fact that Paul is talking about that he knows he's got to keep his money and he's protective of it. Good. Because for a while they got ripped off yeah. in the eighties. So yeah. good for them. You know yeah. what? And speak- he learned his lesson. 
Yeah, and speaking of the tour, the tour is rolling on. They come back to uh, the U.S. I think next month. Or, yeah, I think at the beginning of August they come back. And as of right now, the tour rolls on all the way. I think they've actually started to add some 2020 dates, um, if I recall correctly. Um, yeah. Let, let me let, let me pull it up real quick because I think I think they're showing. So right now, uh, yeah, they're in England. They're going to be in England for a while. Then they take about a month off. Uh, they come back to the U.S. Um, and then they have some dates um, at the end of the year in Japan. So, I mean, they, they, you know, they're rolling. So, cool. you know, good for them. Yeah, um, and the other thing I saw that they were talking about, I saw it in Blabbermouth. Yep. I'm not sure who the it was. Well, Paul was talking about how they got offers to do biopics in the past. Yep. Okay. And he's like, I don't have time to see friggin' Bohemian Rhapsody and the Elton John flick. In one chance to do something right the right way, um, and I so believe is he ba- so, so. Is he bad mouth in those movies, or what's, what's no? He I saying? think he's saying he hasn't seen them. Okay, he heard, probably hears good things about them. Okay, but it took like a long time for those movies to come into it, and he's like, I'm not going to just throw something yeah, together. Yeah. I think yeah. it was called Chaos TV, something like that. Okay, uh, Paul spoke to them, and he talked about you know the you know about maybe doing a biopic. And um, he went on to mention about keeping in shape. Oh, Put the weight up. God. Weight down. And no, he just talked about usually, you know, how his age, he's able to perform because he doesn't sit around in front of a TV and eat fucking food, whatever he does. Well, um, if he did it, tell you how he cooks it. Yeah. But the one thing that I found interesting, but he did say that he thought of Kiss as his band. Uh, interesting. That- yeah, and then um, I think I don't. But think, he did say though others may say the same, think the same thing. Yeah, Gene, because I, 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 I'm assuming I, I, Tommy Thayer doesn't think Kiss is his band. But I think even Gene would acknowledge that Paul is the captain of the ship right now. Yeah, and um, but that's what he I mean. I think he, he likes to make those little digs because anytime Gene gets big or yes. he thinks, I think he likes to put that little dig in, like. Uh-uh, buddy. This is my band. Well, that's that's interesting that you say it because a lot of the news or a lot of the stories that we that came up recently were gene centric for the first time in a, for the first time in a while. You mean like the like the comment about Gene likes to eat cake and watch Game of Thrones instead of binging on drunk uh, drugs and alcohol. I know. Binges on Game of Thrones. Um, And then we get into the typical Gene. The last thing I want to kind of mention about this kind of whole topic is Gene. Once again, and I think it's in the interview that you're going to talk about. Yeah. Brings up like he doesn't realize how he comes across like Mick Jagger can't do what I do. He can't wear Mick Jagger doesn't have to wear fucking spikes and 40 fucking pound boots and do all that shit. He doesn't need to do that stuff, Gene. You sound like an idiot to non-KISS fans. Right. And as many KISS fans as there are, there are more non-KISS fans. When they hear you talk like that, they just hate on you more in the band. And by the saying that Bono can't do what you do or Bono won't can't sell things because he's not a, an image like you. Well, maybe Bono's not looking for that. Maybe, you know, and same thing with Mick Jagger. Well, Mick Jagger would drop dead if he well, had first a performance. Well, okay, well, first of all, that's interesting because Mick Jagger and the Rolling Stones just played in Boston on Sunday. Yeah. Okay. And do you think, and do you think Gene them? could dance like Mick Jagger for two and a half hours? Well, you're, you're, that, you're making my point. I saw the Stones about 11, 12 years ago. Okay, I saw them at the Garden. 
They just played again. Everybody, you know, everybody knows Mick Jagger had some heart issue a couple months ago. The tour was delayed. They just played it at Gillette in Boston. Okay, maybe he might not be wearing boots and 40 pounds of armor. That that guy is sprinting all over the stage and dancing like he's on fire. Gene's not doing that. I don't care. Sorry. He could wear jeans and playing my guitar until I'm 80 or 90. Okay, great. But, dude, why do you throw that shit out there? And look, no offense to them, but Mick Jagger would never be able to. Like, he doesn't need to do that so, shit. Speaking of no offense, let's get to the good stuff, as right. my body would say. <laughs> so this week, um, it was featured on um, Three Sides of the Coin podcast. Um, it was not done by the hosts of Three Sides of the Coin. Um, it was about a 45-minute interview with Gene Simmons, and it was conducted by British rock writer uh, from Record Collector magazine, um, Rich Davenport. Um, so if you listen to this week's Three Sides of the Coin, it's, you're going to hear that interview. It was, it was actually really good, I thought. It was actually, he got Gene to anybody talk to Anybody see Richie? Yeah, anybody, anybody know kill Bobby Lupo? <laughs> anybody see Richie? <laughs> hey, that dude, where you from? You ain't around here. You ain't from Brooklyn. So you heard the interview. Gene, Gene Stanley, he was. I can't, oh, we go. Word, I can't hear the name Richie without thinking of that awful Seagal movie. Here we go. So here comes our pop culture moment of the week. Steven Anybody Seagal. see Richie? Anybody know why Richie did Bobby Lupo? Actually, actually, let me let me do a quick segue to Steven Seagal. Okay. On my vacation, I bought fireworks. Okay. I know. I noticed that all the fireworks I bought, they all have names that sound like Seagal movies. <laughs> so, like, I bought one. I was like, what is hard this to one? kill. Oh, this one's called Final Target. <laughs> oh, this one's called like, you know, American Blast or something. Like, they're all they're all names of like 80s action movies. <laughs> Did you go up to somebody and hit the place and go, hey. Who's the boxer? Are you the boxer? <laughs> Let me see. Are you tough? Let me see what you can do. Here we go. All right. All right. Fucking post this child for police brutality. That fucking movie was on the other day, and I saw it. That's why it's in my head. And when you said Richie, <laughs> anybody seen Richie? Go ahead. All right. So, so he asked a lot of questions to Gene. Gene was talking, talking, talking. He talks about things like um, Kiss having like unreleased you know, music and, you know, vault-like material. Yes, interesting shit. Go yep. ahead. Which, you're right. That is one thing that I know me personally, and I'm sure you would agree, I would I would love a Kiss vault. Not a fucking Gene vault, a Kiss vault. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. we, we've said this before. Paul Stanley's on record as saying, oh, we don't do demos. Like, if it's not good enough to make the album, it gets thrown away. That's but Paul's way of doing that's, it. That's, that's not Gene's. That's, that's what, what I'm saying. Hence, we got a 600-pound fucking pile of shit. I mean, we have the vault. But I'm saying, like, so on our Rock and Roll Over review episode, we played a ton of demos that were terrific. If anybody out there that has the Love Gun Deluxe Edition CD with the two discs, there's a couple demos on this. Some of them are really good. So that would be something that was huge. But, of course, the big thing is when he has to go and shit on Ace and Peter again. <laughs> He can't, he just can't help himself. So the question, it was a pretty, pretty like basic question about, you know, how, okay, pretty much the interview pretty much said like, how do you keep going at your age? Like, how do you keep it, you know, fresh and blah, blah, blah. So he credits, like we talked about earlier, he credits Tommy and Eric with, you know, infusing new blood um, into the, into the band. 
And then, of course, he goes on his little comparison. Say, I'm going to read this quote. It's no different than a soccer team. When you have the same members and a few of the members drink too much or do something and you pass the ball and that idiot doesn't get the goal because he stayed up last night and drank too much. (laughs) You want to get rid of that guy. He's a loser, but he's got a right to say it's my life. Don't tell me what to do. But the problem is when you're on the field and he misses that goal, the whole team loses. You've got to change a flat tire. It affects the whole car and everybody that's in it. You have to get rid of those people. We love Ace and Peter to this day. Yeah, after I just called them losers, we love them. <laughs> and a flat tire. The thing that infused us with more energy and the kind of a wake-up was Tommy and Eric. When they joined us, equally as talented, professional, show up on time. There's no dark cloud. There's no drugs. Nobody in the band even smokes cigarettes. Nobody drinks. You know, that that's great. But why do you have to go and use a comparison and shit on Ace and Peter again and call them losers? That sounds like something Paul would say. That surprised me a little bit that Gene went down that route. Yeah. Again, it goes back to like every time you pick that stuff up, what's the like, what's the big bullet points, the fucking clickbait? It's right. Calls him a loser. He's a flat tire. Describe yeah. like he, he got to know that that shit comes out. Like, look, buddy, do you have to say why? Here's the right way to answer that. Well, look, we had new blood in the past. We were, you know, our relationships, you know, we weren't getting along as a band and we felt that we needed to get better and it started becoming stale and it wasn't fun anymore. Perfect. So we got new guys back and it's been fun. It's great. I hear Ace and Peter doing well. I'm happy for them. They've been always important groups and I don't want to rehash the past. Obviously, we all made mistakes. But let's move on. I hope them wish them the best, and I hope they can be involved with Kiss somehow in any part in the future. We'll see. Yeah. You get your fans all excited. Why do you have to, like, the other part to this is why do you have to put them in categories? Now you're putting people that like the band but like Ace be like, wait a minute, maybe I shouldn't like the band anymore. Right. No, I agree. Why do you have to use that? First of all, I've heard him use that flat tire analogy a million times. And the whole and the whole thing about the goal when you pass the ball, the guy's too drunk and he misses the goal. What the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> that happening on a soccer field. I mean, what do you mean? Passed out with some hobos on the field with a fucking brown bag and a ball. I mean, soccer. I mean, I'm surprised he should have used the word hooligan to refer to Peter a soccer hooligan. I don't know. Come on, it's just whatever. Yeah. All right. Anything else on that, or is that? Um, no. I mean, it was it was a it was a decent interview, but you know, I, I that just I, I just get tired of that. The last thing, though, that I want to end on a little uh, article was uh, I saw in uh, around the Fourth of July. <laughs> so Ace is releasing coming up his Origins Volume Two. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yep. Um. So he's gonna. And so he's got a few people like he's going to bring some people on. Last time he had Paul Stanley on uh, this time. He has Lita singing Jumpin' Jack Flash, Lita Ford, Cheap Tricks. Um, Robin Zander is going to sing Humble Pies 30 Days in the Hole. I absolutely love that song. And that version is going to be awesome with Robin Zander. That's going to yep. be great. Good Times, Bad Times by Zeppelin. He's always going to do a Zeppelin song, he said. Yep. Yep. Um, you know, he says it. And they were asking him about it, and he was like, "Yeah, Lita Foy, she uh, she came over my house, and I and I coached her to do the vocals for two days, and she killed it. 
Okay. Dude, there's Hold no on a minute. way. There was no you, way. Go ahead. Vocal lessons for two days? Fucking, you are not giving anybody vocal lessons. The only fucking lessons you're probably giving her is like fucking slip the pickle lessons. <laughs> I don't is, know what you're doing. There is you're no not fucking giving her vocal lessons. There is no way that Muppet is giving Lita Ford <laughs> vocal lessons. <laughs> I, you know, like right now, like we're talking, we're early about Bono. I got to get my voice in shape. Yeah. Somebody get East Freely on the phone. I need some lessons. I need to get my voice. Jesus going. Christ. <laughs> it's okay. Oh, forget it. It's just oh, enough. And then I'll add the last part. They asked him, how are you doing right now? Like, this is uh, about performing and stuff. And he's like, oh, it feels great. feels great to be adored and worshipped. I mean, I'm what? used to it, but I still enjoy it. Dude, you were starting to sound like Gene. He's getting a very Gene. Yeah. And I hear that when he does his, like, meet and greets, like, he does all the kiss stuff. He's trying to take all those kiss ideas to make money. Yep. yep. From what I understand, he's not very friendly or outgoing. Really? He's actually okay. fucking deaf anyways. Yeah. Um. So, I just... You know, uh, what, huh? You ever see him do these interviews on the, any, any friggin' convention? Then? What? Yeah. He, he can't hear anything. <laughs> he's, and it's just like when people ask him, quite, he doesn't even seem like he's engaged with people. Like, yeah. I mean, I know, I know, I mean, I know, I know we, 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 we would just complain about Gene shitting on Ace and now we're shitting on Ace, but the poor guy, I, the poor Gene Simmons, all. I think the poor guy, he's got fucking wet brain. Yeah, he's giving vocal lessons to people. <laughs> so, perfect segue into this so while i was away on vacation um ace freely ace freely performed um up up in the north shore of of massachusetts which um which if i was home uh zeus and i could have attended the show however where i was away on vacation it was about a three three and a half hour one-way trip to get to the venue and i was like i I can't do that and i'm too Um, insecure to go by myself yeah so, but it, but was interesting was that one of our college friends, who's a huge Kiss fan, whose younger son is a huge Kiss fan, um, who's been to the end of the road tour a couple of times, he ended up going to the Ace Freely show, and he texted me the night. He's like, "Oh, I'm at the Ace show." I'm like, "Oh, well, this is great. You know, I wanted to go." I said, "Keep me informed." So he kind of was giving me like a running a running tab of the show. The very first text I got from him was. <laughs> What is this? The, the very first text I got from him was, this show is a fucking mess. <laughs> I told you, I don't want to know about it. Tell it on the air. But go ahead. What else? What did he say? So I mess. said, okay, are you serious? I said, give me a review. He goes, so then he continues. Now, again, this is a huge Kiss fan. He loves the band like we do. He said, he's forgetting the lyrics. He's missing music and lyric cues. When to, when to jump in musically or lyrically. Um, he's like, the show... He's like, it's just not good. So then he started giving me a list of the songs. They played Rock Soldiers, Hard Times, Parasite, 2000 Man, Watching You, um, stuff like that. Great uh, set list, sounds like. Yeah. Um, and then he sent me a couple videos. Zeus, I don't, I think I may have sent you one. I'm not sure. He sent me a little clip. I, of, I couldn't, I couldn't. Like, okay. So he sent me two clips. He sent me one of Detroit Rock City where some guy in his band sings, whatever. And then he sent me a little video clip of them doing Deuce. They had to slow the song down. Oh, that's a cover band. Uh, yeah, exactly. That's a cover band. Why is he yeah. doing that? It's a cover band you're seeing. Right, right. But the interesting thing was that 
it, the song was just slowed down. And I don't know if that was because of the band or if that was something that Ace wanted to. Again, I know we just finished talking about Gene shitting on yeah, Ace. Yeah, that's right. I did see the video because I told you that. Yeah. I was the one who said it to you. Yeah. Right. I did see it. I'm yeah. Fucking Alzheimer's. It's the fact that everything is slow down, down so you can keep up with the words singing yes. or the music. I mean, the you band, that band kicks ass. I've seen them play with Gene. They don't yeah. play like that. Yep. I mean, Deuce is a kick-ass song, but it was slowed down by a, by. It was like, get up and get your. Gra-. I'm like, what the fuck's <laughs> happening here, dude? Get up and walk, <laughs> Grandma, over here. I, I mean, I felt bad because he, you know, he, he. My buddy was disappointed. Just that was his review. He was disappointed, and which sucks because. I don't want to hear that because I, I want to see Ace when he comes around again. There's a reason and he's got two other guitars backing him up. Hello, Pantheon Podcast listeners. Christian Swain here to tell you more about my experience with Raycon earbuds. Our family now has three pairs of Raycon earbuds around the house. And my wife just grabbed a pair of the headphone pros to replace some headphones from a company that was double the price. And yes, she loves them. Now, if you haven't pulled the trigger on a pair of Raycons, or even if you have, but you're in the market for another pair because they're just that good, well, now is the time to check them out because they just launched their upgraded model of the best-selling everyday earbuds. With Raycon's upgraded everyday earbuds, now you also get active noise cancellation, ergonomic design, and multi-point connectivity that lets you pair with two devices at once. New quick charge function, three customizable sound styles plus awareness mode, available in a variety of vibrant new colors to complement any and all skin tones. I even have a pair of earbuds in a cool green color. I have tried just about every earbud known to humankind, and these Raycons are fantastic. Seriously, if you've been wanting to check out Raycons, there truly is no better time. You're going to ask yourself why you didn't check them out sooner, and Raycon offers a 30-day happiness guarantee. So, what are you waiting for? Go to buyraycon.com slash pantheon today to get 20% off your Raycon order, plus free shipping. That's right, you'll get 20% off and free shipping at buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Oh, yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of guys. Oh, Ace is great. Ace has never been better. He's hotter than ever. He fucking couldn't sell out the friggin' diner up in the North Shore of Massachusetts. Come on. It was a a real tiny venue. Should he be in Kiss? Yeah, I'd love to see him in Kiss in some capacity. But he's not the fucking same guy. Can you imagine? After after we watched that, that was like a 10-second video clip of him playing Deuce. Can you imagine him on the end of the road tour? Paul Stanley would have a fucking heart attack. Mind you, we all know about Paul's voice, but on this podcast, we don't shy away. We admit it. Paul needs help these days. Yeah. So does Ace. Yep. The one guy who really doesn't seem to need it is Gene. Yep. Yeah. Peter obviously can't play these days like that. So, I mean... It is what it is. Relax, everybody. Yeah. You know, I mean, it doesn't one, mean I'm, we fucking hate Ace, but we're fucking realists. The thing about it is they all have a little bit of to blame in all of this. Paul and, and Gene need to cut the shit with the constant bringing up and digging. But Ace, shut the fuck up, too. Yeah. You know? Yeah. The only one who's behaving himself is Peter. And he's the most miserable <laughs> bagel boy there is. <laughs> 
<laughs> who fucko the bagel boy <laughs> five foot two guy yelling at everybody that like, is too short oh my god hey this is oh. new york what the fuck <laughs> oh yeah man. but anyways well that was a long kiss news topic well, yeah we got time we had to catch up man i hear you yeah i, I hear, hear you fruitcake. Fruitcake. i hear you fruitcake so Go ahead. Where take us up. now. Take Where us We're going to keep talking over you know, each let's, other. That, that's because we're rusty. I know. A little rusty. Go ahead. So we're going to do an album review, and it's our first compilation album review. So we're not going to do a, a compilation album review like we do album reviews. We're going to, hmm, this song is called Rock and Roll All Night. What do you think? <laughs> and I'm playing the song clip. I'm right. not doing that shit. But we decided to do, um, and we grabbed the first one that we could, that we thought of, and we came up with Greatest Kiss. Tell us about Greatest Kiss. Greatest Kiss? Uh, let's see here. It's a good one for sure. I'll, I'll, I'll just start off by saying that. Um, but let's see. Let's get some information. I get some information. So Greatest Kiss came out in conjunction with the Alive Worldwide Tour. Um, it was issued, it came out on April 8th, 1997. Um, and it was, you know, it was a, a greatest hits album that they wanted to put out, you know, like, like I said, in conjunction with the, uh, with the reunion tour. Um, there's a lot to talk about surprisingly with this. Um, yeah, we can get into the tracks part later. We'll get in. Go yeah, ahead. we will, we will get into the tracks. Um, but like we do with our regular album reviews, we like to talk about, you know, the front and back covers, the inserts, the artwork, et cetera. Cause there are, there is some, mm-hmm. so, um, for, let's start off with the front cover, shall we? So, Greatest Kiss. You got the big giant Kiss logo with a uh, an action shot of the band from the reunion tour. Inside the letters. Yeah, inside the letters. Pretty cool. Um, but my favorite part of this is the back cover with a kick-ass live photo from the Destroyer tour. The With the Destroyer costumes. I mean, you, can, you, can, you can't really see Peter. You kind of see the back of uh, Paul... Gene has got his base way up in the air. Ace looks like he's taking a dump. Um, and this is where it all starts. Motherfuckers, I'm not even in this fucking photo. What the fuck? Someone's in his ear. Peter, they didn't even put you in the photo. What the fuck? Peter, they smoked you out on that back photo. <laughs> it was uh, done but, on purpose. But it's a but it's a unique photo. They're not they're not standard photos. It's a, it's, it's pretty kick-ass. I like it. Um, and then you open it up, and the first thing you see is a reunion photo of the band, right? I like it. Yep. Pretty, pretty cool picture of them. The reunion, you know, the love gun costumes. Um, and then when you open up the little uh, CD, it gives you a, a awesome photo from like the very early years. It looks like, you know, a, a live era shit, right? Yeah. You see, you see Ace with the little uh, triangle outfit, um, you know, Paul. Yep. With his, it looks like uh, a Winterland almost video. Yes, exactly. Yep. Yep. Uh, All right. You know, and then it's got the track listing, and then it's got all the special thanks, and et cetera, et cetera. Now, interesting thing here on the inside liner notes, production coordinator, Tommy Thayer. Ooh. Ooh foreshadowing. Ooh, interesting. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I thought that was pretty interesting. I think a lot of people don't understand how much Tommy Thayer had to do with this band before he was asked to be in it. I mean, he did a ton of shit with Ace like rehearsing and getting ready for this. Like he was, he almost like trained ACE to get his shit back together for this reunion tour. And Peter. Yeah. Yeah. No, it was good. 
So yeah, so and then the CD itself, the you know the U.S. version, silver CD, Kiss written in black with a red outline, pretty cool. I like it. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Nothing spectacular about this cover, but greatest Kiss. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I I'm like you're right because I li- I like that co- that photo, but that should be the whole cover, not just you know what I mean. Especially yeah. with a with a, with a reunion issued compilation, but mm-hmm. yeah, I like it. Yeah. So. Want to go down to the the tracks? Yeah, so we'll break it down because there's a lot to talk about here, surprisingly, with this particular compilation, uh, because there's like 2,000 versions of it. Yeah. Um, so, so go ahead. First song, Detroit Rock City, Hard Luck Woman, Sure Knows Something, Deuce, Do You Love Me? I was made for loving you, calling Dr. Love, Christine 16, Beth, Strutter, Colgin, Plaster Caster, Rock and Roll All Night, Flaming Youth, Two Sides of the Coin, and Shout It Out Loud, it calls it the new video version. Which I believe is the live version from Tiger Stadium, correct? Correct. Yep. That's and correct. let's let's hear a clip of that. So that's the live version of that song. Yep. Um, so let's go through this list. Like we're going to judge all compilations. Let's look at it by when was this done? So you can't really judge a compilation if it was done in the first five years of the band. And if you're buying it now in their 45th year to say, well, it doesn't cover all errors. This was done in 97. So you're talking about it wouldn't have what? Monster and Psycho Circus. That's it. Yeah, it would have had Psycho Circus. No, Psycho Circus came out came out in ninety eight. This is ninety seven. Yes. Okay, gotcha. Okay, so it wouldn't have Psycho Circus, Sonic Boom, or Monster. Right. Okay. What do you think about the errors? Is this a compilation that covers all errors? Well, okay, so good question. So remember, this came out in 97. This was before 
you know, streaming services. I mean, if anything, maybe we were still fucking around with like Napster and LimeWire, if that, back then. So I will admit, you know, back then, greatest hits collections, you know, greatest hits CDs, they were something that you would seek out, you know, because it was the only way to get like a mix. Okay. Yeah. Right. So I, when this came out, I thought it was awesome because I thought it mixed the standards. But the fact that it had something from Unmasked on it, you know, had Flaming Youth and had Plasticaster, Christine 16, those aren't songs that you see on compilations. Okay. Now, that being said, it is kind of a weird compilation because why is Two Sides of the Coin on this? Right. Okay. I mean, if this album comes out in conjunction with the reunion tour, okay, I get that. But okay, you're not. There's everything in here is make. It's all makeup music. Okay, I get that because it's the reunion tour. But you're not playing unmasked songs on the reunion tour. So it's it's almost like they couldn't decide what they wanted to do with this compilation, right? Yeah, I guess I think they wanted to cover all as much as they can. But let's be honest. What could they have called this? They could have called it to be, you know, to give every consumer the uh, the accurate description. Kiss greatest kiss makeup. Well, yeah, but that's that, that's another thing too. And again, I'm not a, I'm not an expert. Or kiss original members greatest. Actually, I think you hit the nail on the head. Yeah, I think you just answered my. I think you just answered my question. Right. Yep. You're right. There is nothing from. Um, it's all original. It? It's all original for band members. So you know what, Zeus, live on the air, Zeus breaks the story. Yeah. No, but I'm saying there's nothing on there from Creatures. Correct. Killers. No. Nope. The Elder. Right. If you really want to give them shit, Peter, although he's on the cover, is not part of. But then again, you're going to go down that rabbit hole. You'll be fucking picking out people, session guys, and picking out songs. So, yeah, this is original KISS makeup members compilation. Yeah, yeah. no, you're right. I never even thought of that until we just started talking out loud. You're right. But it is, but it is, it is still unique. Again, when I got this, I loved it. I'm like, holy shit, two sides of the coin? Like, you know, songs that aren't standard greatest hit compilation songs. Mm-hmm. But yep. then we break down all the other versions. Yeah, I don't want to get into those versions yet. Let's okay. look into this because okay. we're okay. only going to dis- talk about, look, there's a European version slash Australian. There's a Japanese version. There's a Mexican version. Okay. We'll talk about those after. We're Because we're not going to go through all those one by one, but this standard one is the one that most people will buy in their record store or whatever if, yeah. or Amazon or whatever. Yep. Um, and so you look at this album, right? Get Greatest Kiss, and you you go through the those albums that were um, the original Kiss members, right? Yeah. Um, so is there a song there from um, the original album? There's a song from every album. Um, there's not a song there from. Oh, no, I, uh, take, I take that from back. Hotter Than Hell. I was just you're right. I was just going to say that on the U.S. version, there is nothing from Hotter Than Hell. Right. Yep. You're There's right. not a song from Dynasty, is there? Oh yeah, no, yeah. something. And I was. Yep. Uh, duh, duh, duh. Yep. yep. Um. So, 
Um, you do have rock and roll all over, right? Rock and roll over. Yep. You have Colin Dr. Love. Yeah. Yep. Love Gun obviously has, uh, Christine 16. And Plastic Caster. Yep. So, but no Love Gun. (laughs) Yeah. You know, so that's the first thing I'm going to say is it has a song from every album. No solos. Interesting. Yep. Right. Yep. And no hotter than hell, which is bizarre. Yep. That that is bizarre. I mean, they have something from Unmasked on here, but they don't have anything from Hotter Than Hell. Yeah, you know. So okay, that's the so basically most albums are covered. Yeah. Now the other part to this is there's two songs here by Peter. Yep. Three, if you. Oh, yeah. No. 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 Well. No. Two. I would say. Right. Yeah. Hard Luck Woman and Beth. Yeah. Then there's. One A song. Yep. And it's only two sides of the coin. Which I, I know I sound like a broken record. What a bizarre selection. I mean, yeah, I love I, I mean I love the song, but very what an odd selection for Ace. So I mean, all members are represented. Yeah. Yep. Um okay. But I guess then the next part is I mean, the era is represented from the end of the makeup version, which would have been unmasked technically. With the original. The, Chris, the, the and orig- the first yeah. album, that whole era is represented. Correct. Yep. Song from every, uh, every member is represented. Yep. All four guys have a, a, a track on this. Right. Um, so it's going to be this. So it's going to be hard to compare this compilation to some other compilations because of what you kind of talked about this compilation was created under the guise of the reunion. No. And I understand that, but but I'm, but I'm saying in comparison to some other compilations that we will discuss in the future, this, 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 this compilation had rules that it was kind of forced to stick by Well, double platinum. You could say the same. It stopped right then. Right. But that, that, but that's because they stopped up until they, that's all they had. You know what I mean? but this is all this is where they stopped too. Right. No, you're right. You're right. So we'll, we'll get to that part afterwards. Yeah. Look at this. Tell me what you think knowing not no not describing what's on the European and other versions. Yeah. What's missing from this compilation that you'd say to somebody, "Hey, it is a great Kiss compilation and you can switch a couple songs out and you can add a couple songs in." Okay, well, first of all, the thing that sticks out like a sore thumb to me is no Love Gun. The song Love Gun. Okay, that's mind-blowing. Now, again, I love this album and I love the selections. But as a consumer, as a band putting out a compilation, okay, you call the album Greatest Kiss. Flaming Youth? Really? Flaming Youth? Two sides of the coin. Again, I love those songs. I'm happy they're on this album. But how do you put? How, where do you? How do you decide to put those on this album? Right. Yeah. Unle- unless unless you're unless two sides of the coin. It killed two birds with one stone. It represented unmasked and it represented Ace. So you you knocked you killed two birds with one stone with that song. So maybe that's how they decided. How do we cover unmasked? All right, let's do this song. I get it. Okay. But why Flaming Youth when you already have 
Why is why is God of Thunder? To build that up or something. But wait, you 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 have two songs from Destroyer and you don't have God of Thunder. I, I would guess there are three songs that stick out specifically for me. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And that is actually I take it back four songs. Okay. Okay. Black Diamond. Yeah. Shocking. How the fuck is that not there? Good one. Yep. Love Gun. Yep. Um, God of Thunder. Right? Yeah. And eh, I was going to guess, I was going to say, how do you not have something from Hotter Than Hell? But Hotter Than Hell is a great, like, album. I love it. It's my Mount Rushmore album. But hits-wise... I mean, the biggest hit would be the title track, and I'm happy that it's not on this. Or, or, or let me go rock and roll. Yeah, I mean, going blind, parasite. I mean, these are good songs. Got to choose, maybe got to choose. It's not really a like. Doesn't be like, how is that not on here? Yeah. So I can understand that. So I would probably just go then. Let me take the step back and say maybe three songs. I would probably say Black Diamond, Love Gun, and God of Thunder Yeah, um, stick out that they're not on there. Maybe Come On and Love Me, too. Well, that's a good segue if you want to go there yet. No, no, not yet. Okay. <laughs> so those are the songs that I would put. I would take out, if we're doing greatest kits, yep. I would take out Plaster Caster. Oh, I love the song. I love yeah. it more than most of the songs on there. But if I'm doing greatest kiss... Plaster Caster, Flaming Youth, and Two Sides. I just put Shock Me in there, and I put. Look, if but, we're if we're not gonna have, if we're saying we would like to represent all albums, but we don't have a Hotter Than Hell song, but we have an Unmasked, then get that fucking shit out of here. Then you don't need. If not all song, if your thesis isn't like that, um, every album needs to be represented. Then Unmasked can go unrepresented. Right, and I would have put Shock Me in there before Two Sides of the Coin. No, you're right. Ace. Or Rocket Ride. Well, that's, this, these song selections are curious because they're not playing two sides of the coin on the reunion tour. They're not playing Flaming Youth on the reunion tour. They're playing Shock Me. Okay? So take not plastic. Not on the tour, they're not. They played Shock Me. Ace, Ace, did, they Ace did Shock Me because he did his all. Oh, play- on the reunion. I'm sorry. I'm thinking I'm thinking the tour now. Go ahead. I'm oh, sorry. no. Okay. No, it's okay. Um, so, okay. I love Plastic Caster. That's Okay. Throw Shock Me in there as your ace song. Okay, Flaming Youth, I have no idea why that's on there. I like it, but how do you have not have God of Thunder on there? Two Sides of the Coin, I love the song. If you, you want think, to, wait, whoa, whoa, whoa. Do you think what? maybe it's a Paul needs to have this many songs, Gene could have this many? Probably. <laughs> Probably. Probably. Now, I know you're going to kill me, but I'm, I'm, I'm thinking from, a, from a, a marketing perspective. If you want to represent Unmasked, Unmasked had one hit. And unfortunately for you, Zeus, it was Shandy. Now, Shandy... I would understand that before I would understand this. Right. That's the thing. Now, again, let's be clear. We're not bitching about this album. We're just analyzing the selections of the songs. It's it's a very odd... It's an odd odd compilation, but I love it. But the other thing I was thinking is, like, maybe they asked them, hey, Ace, what song do you want? We're going to give you one of your songs. Could be absolutely true. But then I think about then Ace doesn't play two sides of the coin. Right. He plays those other songs from Kiss. He's not. So why would he have picked that? Right. Uh, just 
Love Gun, Black Diamond, and um, God, of God of Thunder have to be on any compilation. I, That's I, my opinion. I yeah, I agree. It, it's an it's an odd it's an odd compilation, which is one of the reasons why it's one of my favorite compilations because it has an unusual selection. It's got you know it's got a couple of the ballad songs, the Beth and the Hard Luck Woman. It's got all the big ass big hits, Rock and yep. Roll Night, Detroit Rock City. Um, it's got some cult oh and i was made for loving you cult ones dr love christine 16 sure no something yeah utter cold gin um you know the ones that do stick out is plaster caster on a compilation you know we weren't expecting that flaming youth in two sides of the coin i I mean i don't want to be a broken record but was flame i mean other than like huge kiss fans like us was flaming youth ever considered they started playing that for a couple years back right remember yeah i don't know it's I don't know. It's not a great song, but whatever. Yeah. So overall, no one is going to have this CD and be like, oh, this song sucks. Like if you want to get somebody into kiss, it, you know, what would be great is someone who doesn't know anything like, oh, buy greatest kiss. Right. You tell them to yeah. go buy it. Yep. Agreed. And then they would be like, Wait, but I, what's that song? Love Gun. It's not on here. Oh, go buy that album. <laughs> yeah. Trick them to buy another one. Right. I, but you know what I mean? It's just. They're not going to dislike this. No. I feel like it's missing a couple. It's and that's a big missing. Big, which is why. We love Love uh, D- uh, Love Gun is probably the most popular, and it's a favorite. Yep. Black Diamond is a Kiss favorite. I don't know, popular in pop culture and stuff, but, but it does a- close most of their shows. Yep. So yeah, it's kind of hard to miss that. Yep. Now. Now, let's get into the other part. Okay. So as Zeus mentioned earlier, there are multiple versions of this CD. Okay, there's a European slash Australian version, there's a Japanese version, and there's a Mexican version. Before we get into all that analysis, I'm going to give a quick summary. The U.S. version is the worst version, in my opinion. (laughs) Okay? For two reasons. A, those three other versions have 20 songs. The U.S version for some reason only has 16 and because they have 20 songs they've added a lot of the songs that we just discussed yeah go take it from there so let's go european version okay the european version has black diamond it has love gun yeah it has shock me it also has going blind which i don't get yep It, it also has she and it also has God of Thunder. Yeah. And it ends with God gave rock and roll to you, which I'm not sure how that's there. I don't get that one either. Yeah, I think that's a F up. Well, because you're five years removed from revenge, so it's not like this song is still a hit. And correct me if I'm wrong, I truly don't remember. Were they playing that on the reunion at the end? Maybe. I don't know, but I mean, it's not associated with the makeup era. Well, that's a good point. Yeah, you're right. Um, yeah. So that's on there. Yep. So they've got, again, Black Diamond, Love Gun, Going Blind, Shock Me, God of Thunder, and God Gave Rock and Roll to You. And She. Yeah, and She. But it doesn't have Christine 16, Flaming Youth, and Two Sides of the Coin. Now, to me, that's a great trade-off. Of course it's a great trade-off. What the fuck? (laughs) But, but, But more than that, Zeus... 
why even have the trade-off? Why not just add four of those songs and make it 20 like that like that European version? Why is the U.S. version cut off at 16? I think someone in Europe was like, what the fuck is this? No, no, throw, it doesn't have those songs. Throw those songs on there. Right. I don't yeah. know why someone said throw going blind on there, but uh, why that is the only thing I can think of. But again, this isn't, well, I don't know. They did play it on the unplugged, which led to the reunion. Maybe that's why. You know what I mean? Or hotter than hell. No, uh, right. Obviously, it's a hotter than hell. But then, what do you call it's not represented unmasked? I don't think they would care about that. No, but I'm saying, you know what I mean? Like, if you're going old, they wanted all albums. Right, right. Yeah, so I would take, personally, European over the U.S. Uh, No doubt. Absolutely. Yeah. Now. If you don't have a popsicle headache yet, it's going to get worse. Yep. Now comes the Japanese version. The Japanese version, I'm going to compare to the U.S. version. The Japanese version has Black Diamond, Love Gun, Going Blind, Shock Me, She, God of Thunder, but, and it also has... Come on and love me, and God gave rock and roll to me. To and you. rock and rock bottom. Oh, rock bottom, too. I apologize. So, needless to say, the Japanese version blows the friggin' U.S. version out of the water with those two songs from Dress to Kill, in my opinion. Yep. So, I mean, what it doesn't have is Christine 16, Cold Gin, Plaster Caster, Flaming Youth, and Two Sides. Other than Cold Gin... Eh, I'm okay. I'm telling you right now, Zeus. We were talking about this before we started recording. I'm on a. I, now I know, I know that I can go on to my iTunes right now and create the Japanese version on my iPhone. But like, like, <laughs> but like me and you have said, you as Kiss collectors, completionists, you want to have the you want to have the hard copy in your hand. I'm going on eBay and I'm on a mission to find that Japanese version because that is a kick-ass collection right there. Yeah. Yeah, no, I I agree. Um, Those two songs from Dress to Kill, that seals the deal for me. Actually, three with She. Yeah. So the thing with the Japanese is it also has unique to the Japanese, Come On and Love Me and Rock Bottom. Two of my all-time favorites. Right? Yep. 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 Okay. Popsicle Headache will continue. (laughs) The Mexican version. <laughs> My favorite part is on Wikipedia it says, note, the Mexican release has a European track listed misprinted on the packaging. So I'm like, where they give them like Mexican names to the fucking members. <laughs> members. Kiss, Jose Simmons, Pablo Stanley. <laughs> Pico Chris and Alfredo Fraley. <laughs> it took me a while to come up with those Spanish Mexican oh, names, but man. I like Pico Chris. <laughs> Pico's hippies. Pablo, Pablo Stanley, please come to Florida. Pablo, keep yourself clean. Um, all right, let's go to Mexican version. The Mexican version compared to the U.S. has Black Diamond, Love Gun, Going Blind, 2000 Man, 
she god of thunder i want you god gave rock and roll to you <laughs> did you do a fart noise when you did you fought it didn't you when you no, did i know, want you it's gonna get right. it's gonna it's gonna be queued up every time we say i want you <laughs> i want ooh. <laughs> um yeah so that unique so what it doesn't have from the u.s it doesn't have christine 16 cold gin flaming youth two sides of the coin which other than Colgin, I can do without. Yeah. Unique then, to yeah, the Mexican so, version is 2,000 man and, ooh, I want you. Yeah. I don't – all right, so let's talk about this a little bit. First, first big question, why does the U.S. version only have 16 songs when all these other international versions have 20? Yep. Okay. And why are all the international versions – Way better than the U.S. version. Forget about the number of songs; just song selection. Why? I, I would love. I, I would love to be in the record business and find out who sat down. I don't think it's just, anybody's business. Tom. Yeah, I, right. Like who? Who sat down? Was it the band? Was it management? Who sat down and said, "Okay, for this Mexican version, this is what we're doing. For the J- the Japanese version, this is what we're doing." Why? I don't get it. I've never seen this much variation on this many editions. In China, we're going to do this. In the Czech Republic, we're going to do this. Right. I mean, I've always seen versions. We've, we've, we've collected versions before where there's, there might be one or two extra songs. Like, correct me if I'm wrong. The, the, there's a version of Killers that has, like, you know, one or two extra songs. I have the Japanese Killers where it has right. a but it's it not like a completely, something. But it's not a completely different track list with, like, four extra songs. Right? No. It, like, it, well, it does have more songs. It has songs from The Elder. Oh, okay. Okay. So... The thing that gets me, I'm looking at this. If I had to take one of these four home, I would take European. Okay. What my my favorite would be is if I could take European and switch out going blind with come on and love me from the Japanese. But yeah. since I can't, but I still would take the European version. Guess what? I have it, Tommy. I know you do. <laughs> nice surprise. Nice yeah. surprise. So, um... Mind you, I don't play fucking CDs anymore. Everything's downloaded and right. onto my phone and in my car and on my computer. Yeah, but I would take that European version over. So yeah. for me, it would be the Japanese version just because of the "Come On and Love Me" rock bottom. Those would be the tiebreaker because that they're all, those are only on Japanese. But you know, having "Shock Me," having "She," having you know "Black Diamond." I, those versions are terrific. It's just it's just mind-numbing to think that the US version is the weakest. I just I just don't get it. You know? No, and I and I, I'm with you on it. Uh it, it's just it's not like it's bad. It's just like it's missing. Yeah. Um, I I would rather have plaster caster uh than um rock bottom. That's what European has, Japanese does not. Yep. And I believe, uh, where is it? Yep. European also has Colgin. Yep. So is it Colgin over Come On and Love Me? Probably. Yeah. For me. For you. Maybe. Okay. I don't know. Maybe then, Come On and Love Me, but not by that much. That, But, but like, and I'm wondering, because I know there's, I know there's, for record labels, there's distributors like all over the country, you know, all over the world. I'm sorry, you know, there's the Asian distributor, there's the, you know, the, the, the Mexican distributor, you know. 
why does Mexico have 2000 man and I want you like those are two huge songs. That's a dynasty song. It's a classic for why. But yeah, I just wish I knew the answers to this. And maybe we can ask one of our Twitter friends who knows everything. Uh, once this episode drops, um, yeah. you know, who, you know who I'm referring to. I do. Um, you know, we, maybe we can ask him and because uh, he, he I'm sure he'll have some answers because I think as a kiss fan, you know, and as a collector, I would I would like. I would like answers to those questions, you know? Yeah, no, I, I, I'm with you on that, buddy. I'm just, yeah. Uh, look, it, it's, a fa- it's fascinating stuff. We'll put that out there and ask, but yep. this is above our pay grade. We're not musicians. We're not right. You know, we could find yeah. out later on and, and hopefully tell you guys why. Um, anything else you want to add to this? No, I mean, I, like you said, as a, as a collector, I mean, thank God for eBay because, you know, maybe you can go online now, and I, I mean, you're you already have the Euro version, so you know, be on a mission for the Japanese and Mexican pressings, and see if they're even out there to collect, just to have. You know, I don't know. Yeah, but, um, it, I mean, o- over overall, I I will say that just strictly speaking, the U.S. version, um, I love it. I do love it because it it does have that mix of some random songs. You know, it has it. I love Unmasked. I love Two Sides of the Coin. So when I bought this in '97, I was like, "Oh, this is awesome! Like, what a great, what a great collection." So I, I mean, I, I, I do like it. You know, what it reminds me of. It reminds me of when Kiss got back together and put the makeup on, came to the Grammys and stuff. I think a lot of people didn't even realize, as much as we were into Kiss and stuff, that Kiss didn't break up and Kiss was performing without makeup for years. Oh, I, yeah, I, decent yeah. band. Yep. So to them, this is what this album is. Oh, the kiss, with the ones with the makeup. You know, there is no friggin' uh, what do you call it here? Um, lick it up, right? Or heavens on fire. Yep. Tears are falling. Like in this world, that never existed. That's a different band. Exactly. Um, so you could pass that off to them, but when you go to the concert, you're still hearing heavens yeah. on fire. You're still hearing lick it up. Exactly. Um, Yep. You know, it's just interesting stuff. So what we're going to do is, you know, we're keeping track of all the uh, regular studio albums. Uh, we're going to keep track of the compilation albums. And what we're going to keep this is, this is our first one. So obviously this is the worst. And well, it's the, also the best. Yep. Grand opening, grand closing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yep. So number one, greatest kiss. Number yep. zero, greatest kiss. Um. I hope you guys liked it. You know, most of you guys listen to a Kiss podcast are not considering whether to buy a Kiss Greatest Hits right. <laughs> CD <laughs> or, or an album. You've already, you know, done that. But I think this is a fun topic. Yeah, it's it's good. To, and I think what makes this one a little bit more unique than dissecting some other compilations in the future is the fact that there are four different versions that are very unique to each other. So, you know, there's a lot of discussion about it, I think, which makes it, you know, a little bit more interesting. <clears throat> Absolutely. Now, well, now, one now one other thing, if I can go back, one other thing yeah, I, yeah. we forgot about when we were talking about the CD itself, the insert, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if you still have this in yours, but on the on the when you when you take the, uh, you know, the sleeve out or whatever the hell you call it, in the CD back in 97, this came with a. Greatest Kiss collectible phone card order form. Um, I don't have it in mind. Okay, send your name and address and two dollars for shipping and handling to free Kiss card offer. <laughs> your and and in small print underneath, your name will automatically be added to the Kiss mailing list. Now, 
This is 22 years ago. If I put this in the mail tomorrow, what do you think will happen? <laughs> Return. <laughs> Return to sender. Right. So maybe that's a little collector's item right there. The kiss. Oh, man, you, you, you didn't let me finish my Elvis. But well, that's, cause, that's okay. It's cause, that's because this is not an Elvis podcast. <laughs> Damn it. Damn it. Um, yeah, no, that's funny. Put it in. I and should. You want to keep it. You, you want to keep it, though. I know. Oh, absolutely. Of course. Make a photocopy of it. Put that in. Yeah. Hey, for two bucks, it'll be worth it. <laughs> probably, <laughs> probably, Aunt, Aunt, <laughs> probably Aunt Peggy lives at that address now. What's this man asking for? <laughs> yeah. We send you Kiss merchandise. It's a Peter Chris dirty socks he left in fucking Birmingham in, in 1998. Oh, <laughs> Tell him to come man. get his shit. Oh. He, has, he has an ace fraily broken fingernail. You mispronounce his name. You mean Pico Chris. <laughs> Pico Chris. Alf, his Alfredo Fraley's Taco Bell fucking, fucking thermal cup. Well, there oh, goes man. any of our chance of being popular in Mexico. <laughs> we are popular in Mexico. We have uh, okay. some great Mexican listeners. Okay. Thank you, guys. All so right. what do we got next, buddy? Questions. Right? right. I have some questions. I, I, got, I got a couple questions. Them immediately. Who is your daddy and what does he do? <laughs> How many of you are from Astoria? How many of you are not from Astoria? <laughs> Come on. Raise your hands. <laughs> All right. So here's a question uh, from Twitter. This comes from Kiss Man. We've interacted with him before. He's got a really cool Kiss avatar. It's Paul Stanley in the bandit makeup. Ooh. Yeah. So his question is, and Zeus, you you like this one. If Peter Chris had never met Stan Penridge, does Kiss still end up end up in the Hall of Fame? Whoa. That's a connection right there. Absolutely. Okay. I know Beth kind of crossed them over to mainstream. Okay. With ladies started getting into them too as well. Girlfriends started coming. Yeah. But they were already going there. I mean, I, I guess where we're going is with this is the Beth connection, right? Pretty much. Yeah. Okay. I mean, Kiss isn't staying out of the Hall of Fame because a baby driver. <laughs> no, you're right. Right, I, I, right. And don't I, get me I, wrong. I, I like, I like his, his, uh, you know, his collaboration with Peter. I love Peter Chris. I like his music. I like his style. Yeah. Um, so obviously, this guy knows what he's doing. He's got some talent, and they work together well in the band that they were in prior to Kiss. But yeah, I think they'll be fine. I think Kiss gets in the Hall of Fame, regardless of Beth. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, and I and I, I that's how I interpreted the question. And then uh, Paul Stanley would happen would never have his never ending, ending, endless fucking attempt to get a bigger hit ballad than Peter Chris. Probably correct. This is yep. nothing can keep. Oh my god. Oh god, I finally found my way or whatever. Oh, that was Peter Chris's disaster. We'll get to that when we talk about that album. Ugh. All right, next question. This is from our. This is from our video buddy, Daryl Alber on Twitter. This is a good question. Yeah, Daryl. What's we love, up? We love Daryl. Daryl's the man. Yeah, maybe Daryl. That fucking, that fucking disco Playboy Mansion 
uh, what do you call it there? Uh, strutter disco strutter video, video is awesome. It just matches up perfectly so with them disco dancing and shit. Oh, it's awesome. The, uh, the roller skating and the, oh, so good. All right. So uh, do you think Kiss fans would differ on them accepting Paul's use of vocal enhancements if this was just another tour? Did you say Utes? What did yeah. you say? The two Utes? Use. <laughs> do you think Kiss fans would differ on their stance about Paul Paul's quote-unquote use of vocal enhancements if this was just another tour and not the end-of-the-road tour? So if this was not their final tour, if it was just, you know, Rock the Nation Part 2, do you think people would care? Um, for the people I that do they care, would because, probably because, care more. Okay, because me and you don't care right now. Or I mean, I think I don't care. So you think they'd care more? more? Yeah, because they'd be like, what the fuck? You can't even sing. You keep doing this. Here they're saying, okay, we got to end this soon because we're having these problems. So we got to end like this. It's not like they were doing it for the last six, seven tours and and kind of doing it. We all get it. They're older. Yeah. No, I, I actually agree. I actually agree with you. I, I, I agree. I think I, and I think that's kind of the angle that the question is coming from. I think he's phrasing it kind of like the way you're answering it, saying, are we as accepting because it's the end of the road tour. I think we are. Yeah, I think I, I, I think that I think you're I right. Think I think this we is, would be a thousand times even more accepting if they never open up their big fucking mouth and shit on anybody else that does this. Yeah, you probably I know, but I don't know. I, I don't know. I, I don't, like I don't, let's go back. Is is fucking Mick Jagger talking about other people? Well, you know, we're up there live doing and I don't know if they are live, but I'm saying he's not saying that. Nobody else is saying this shit. We've, Only he says these things. We've you said don't this. Need to say these things. We've you said put it before. a target on your back. We've said it before. Whether it's in an interview or, or in their own books, they always say shit that comes back and bites them in the ass. They always do it. Always. And, which leads me to when we see shit on Twitter and fucking Stuart, that motherfucker. Oh God. When Stuart says shit about all oh, these people, I'm like. You know, you say, me and you joke, he's right, but yeah, but fuck him. I fucking want to hear him. He may be right, but like, like that's our band. You don't get the shit on him unless you're part of fucking well, the clique. Uh, it's, you know? one thing, it's one thing about being right, but it's another thing about saying this, like, like being a hypocrite like, about it. Uh, well, I mean, he was like jerking off over Aerosmith. And, and, it's, and instead of just being like, oh, Aerosmith, what a great show, brought back great memories. He's like, oh, Aerosmith keeping it live, one of the few bands real. Like, just, we get it. We You don't have to, every time you see a band, you don't need to tell us that, that it's, first of all, you're, you're fucking fooling yourself. If you think that Steven Tyler and Aerosmith are just doing a plug-and-play show, if they are, I don't want to hear it. But, yeah. you know, that's just my opinion. Oh, fuck, Stuart. Anyways, I got us off track. Go ahead. No, that was it. Those are the two questions for the week. Yeah. All right. Perfect. That leads us into our uh, talking about our uh, where people can find us. Yeah, you're talking probably 10. So, yeah. So uh, you can reach us via email, as always. Shout it out loudcast at gmail.com. Shout it out loudcast at gmail.com. Uh, we love the emails. We love the interaction. Social media. We're always buzzing. Um, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. You can always find us there. Um, we love 
you know, we say this all the time, but we, we love it. The interaction, we love it. Keep keep going. Come at us with comments, questions, thoughts, things you like, things you don't like. Yeah, we love emails, too. And sometimes yeah. emails, we read them, we share them with me and Tom. We'll share them to each other. So, yep. again, Tony Smith, I mean, we'll talk about your comment later, your email on an upcoming episode. But Tony Smith had a great friggin' email about the shit, shit sandwich idea. Oh, God. <laughs> Talking about our previous episode yep. and things like that. We, you know, we get emails from people that are just, hey, we like what you're doing. Hey, talk about this. Or, hey, you know, um, I disagree with this, what you guys said here. Awesome stuff. We love it. Yeah. So keep, and keep it coming. Yeah. And even tonight, uh, right before we started recording on Facebook Messenger on our show page, we got, we yeah. got, a, mes- we got a message from uh, a new listener, uh, Kevin Hines, uh, you know, just telling us how much he enjoys the show. Um, you know, he, he, you know, he enjoys the topics, um, you know, and, and that's, you know, we keep hearing things like that. We'll, we'll keep doing the show. And, you know, we love that. So thank you for all that. And if you don't, we're not going to do the show. Correct. It's going to turn into a Elvis Rush podcast and no one's going to listen. <laughs> Fuck Rush. <laughs> Anyways. Oh. So, Tom, we got that out of the way. Any fam- uh, famous last words? Things are complicating. My love is in her hands. There's no more waiting she understands. Mm, interesting. Mm-hmm. You know what? Your day is sorrow and madness. Got you under their thumb. Hit it! <laughs> right? Nice one, buddy. All right. Till next time, folks. Thank you very much. Thanks, everybody. Peace out, Girl Scout. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett. 
Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. 